0: You can consider this your belated Valentine's gift because six days ago was one of the world's most celebrated days. I really can't call it a holiday, but it's one of the most celebrated days in all of the USA and all around the world. February 14th, Valentine's Day. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, Valentine's Day should be every day. And I agree with that. You shouldn't have to wait until one specific day of the year or even very few days of the year, whether it be Valentine's Day or someone's birthday. And i sure maybe go a little bit of extra, extra all out. But when it comes to love, love should be celebrated every single day because that's the premise of what Valentine's Day is in terms of us as people celebrating it. It's about love. Speaking of love, let me ask you. I don't care if you're a single person, you're single again, or you're married or married again. What is what is love to you? Now, when I ask you this question, I don't want you to just, whether if you verbally say it out loud or if you internally say the answer, I don't want you to just give me some hiccup, knee jerk reaction and quote me First Corinthians. I, I don't want you to just. You know, just spout off Oh, love is this love is that no, I want you to really think I want you to get your mental muscles. I want to get your mental muscles flowing and growing. What is what is love to you? What does love mean to you at this stage of your life? What has it meant to you before? Is it limited to just a man and a woman going to a restaurant, having a nice dinner together, having a nice meal, great conversation, maybe some kisses here and there? Is that what love is, is love when, you know, uh, maybe a man and a woman are in the parking lot of of someone's house or maybe they're at a theater spending time together and they're swapping spit, swapping saliva, literally. Well, okay, I don't want to go any further, but you get the idea, you know, basically trying to shove each other's trying to shove each other's tongue down the other's throat. Is that love? Is love when, you know, maybe you help someone, uh, maybe they play basketball, and maybe you meet up with them and you help to work on their shot. You kind of show them how to shoot and you show them you show them the proper mechanics of how to shoot a basketball. Is love when you are helping an elderly person cross the street safe and sound? When you grab them by the hand or maybe you're just walking by their side, ensuring that they get to the other side of the street, A-okay. Is love when you are using all kinds of heart emojis in your text messages or when you are on whatever social media platform that you use, using some form of heart emojis or some kind of smiling emojis or whatever emojis you feel that express love? Is that love? Now, the answer to these questions, you know, you I mean, there could be different answers. It depends on who you ask. These questions are. I'm not really looking for a right or wrong answer. They're really just to get you to think. Because when it comes to love, we really have to understand what love really is. You know, as as I said, is it limited to just meeting at a restaurant or meeting at some special place? Now, yeah, it, it can be that can be a slice of it. That can be a piece of it. But is that the premise, though? Is that the basis of it? Hmm, well, let's dig a little deeper. One reason I'm mentioning these things is because, again, as I've said in the last two episodes of these Sunday night podcasts, we get to the point when the weekend is dwindling down and Monday is about to hit in just a few short hours. And a lot of us, you know, we feel dread or we feel whatever word you want to throw in there that may be synonymous with dread. We feel some type of way. We feel slighted or jaded or we like, oh, I don't want to face the week. I don't want to go to work. And I want to mention this because I truly do believe that when it comes to the four letter word love, L O V E, I truly believe that is the word that needs to be not only deposited on the inside of us, but that is the word that needs to be residually living on the inside of us. So much to the point that every time that we speak, every time that we look at someone, every time that we walk, talk, eat, sleep, and breathe, whatever physical function that we partake in on a day-to-day basis, anything that we do should be done so in the name of love. Because even though love is a small word, I truly believe it is one of the most, if not the most, eternal and yet robust word in all of the English language. That's right. Don't be fooled by the size of the word. Yeah, it's only four letters. But as I said, it is one of the most eternally robust words in the English language. And as this recording goes along, you're going to see what I mean by that. Because each and every day, it doesn't matter what kind of occupation that you have. It doesn't matter what your occupation is. It doesn't matter how many hundreds of thousands of millions that you earn every single day, month, week, year. It don't matter. As great as those things are, what matters even more than that is how you love. How you love. And that's why I asked you in the beginning, what what is love to you? What does it mean to you? Because your perception of love, your understanding of love, the way that you live out love, you need to ask yourself, are you accurately and appropriately living out and giving the love that you would like to receive in return? Something to think about. Are you appropriately and accurately living out the type of love that you want to receive in return? All right, you got you got to be a giver as well when it comes to love. Because there is two sides to love if you will, the give and the receive. And I kind of just gave away one other word that I truly believe is a sibling if you will, a very close confidant, a very close affiliate of the word love. And guess what? Half of that word ends in VE. And that word is also four letters. And that word is give. There's got to be a joy in giving. Now, B, what you talking about? Like, like I kind of get what you're saying, but I'm really not connecting the dots. Like, what are you trying to say here, man? Look, if you just bear with me, give me a few moments. I'm going to put the puzzle pieces together for you. Because, as I said, it's Sunday night. It's Sunday evening. You're getting ready for the week, whatever that looks like for you. And some of you out there, you still and hey, I've been there, too. I've been that person many times before. We dread the week. We dread Mondays. We think, oh, here we are Mondays. And we just feel like it's a drag and, you know, it's a bore and this, that and the other. Here's the thing. No matter what line of work that you're in, whether it's at uh, as far as the line of work and the atmosphere of your work. The line of work and the atmosphere of your work. When I say atmosphere, I'm talking about the location of your work and atmosphere as well. But I'm also talking about location. No matter physically where you are at at work, you have got to take the aura of joy with you everywhere you go, because joy is the true paradise. That lives within you. But you got to see and recognize that on your own. I can tell you until I'm blue in the face. But you got to be able to see and feel and experience that on your own. To know what joy feels like on the inside. You got to know what that's like on the inside. And if you are a person that is not aware. And you're not accurate on what love truly is. we We might need to rethink our priorities. We might need to really rethink of. What love truly is. Are are we more of a a receiver when it comes to love? Or are we a givers? Now, not every day is going to be perfect and clean and lean and pristine. You know, or are we somewhere in between give and receive? Now, again, as I said moments ago, love is there's two sides of love. There's the give and the receive. And you got to be able to, you know, give and receive. You know, there are times when we need to give love away, and there are times we need to receive love. It is very important to be loved as well. But I truly believe there's something unique and special when we are focused more on the giving side of love. Because let's face it, when it comes to the receiving side, let's face it, you and I, we're selfish by nature. Yes, we're selfish by nature. You know, this this thing called success. When it comes to success, and I know that's a very overused, overhyped and overrated and oversaturated word that we hear so much that it's so it, it, it can become so tainted and we're like, "ugh, I've heard the word success so many times. I don't even know what it means." Yes, it's on the Google in in Google dictionary. Yes, it's in Webster's dictionary and many other dictionaries around the world. But we still get so stagnated and tranquilized like that proverbial elephant that gets shot by the tranquilizer dart gun that we get stagnated. And we're like, I don't know what success is. And so that's why I am here to tell you when it comes to love, you want to be a giver of love. So with all that said, when you, sir, when you, ma'am, wake up tomorrow, whether if you have a job or if you do not have a job, the point is every single person, every single human being that you come in contact with tomorrow, that you come in contact with on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday and Saturday and even all the way to next Sunday, the idea is you got to be able to turn on the juice on the inside of you. You got to be able to say to yourself, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to love like never before. For. I'm I'm going to give of myself. And you know what? I may not get that love back in return. I paused on purpose. I want you to think about that. Have we been that person? Have we been those type of people we don't love because we're just afraid or we fear that we may not receive that love in return? We we, we think that that love may not be reciprocated to us in return. We got to be people that we are. In a relentless pursuit when it comes to loving others. And when I say loving others, I, you know, now now obviously you're not going to love everyone the same in terms of how you know someone. OK, you know, you have your people that you know, your family and your friends, and then you have your strangers. OK, you, you let me let me say that you want to be able to love accordingly to every person that you come in contact with. But the idea at the end of the day is to love. You have to be a person that understands, that understands what love truly is and what love has done for us. Because love existed long before you and I ever graced this earth. I know you're smart. I know you're intelligent. You might even be a big baller shot caller. You might have a nice whip, a nice car, nice smile. You got great clothes and Or you you got a great career, you got a great family, children. You may not have every every one of these things I'm mentioning, but you probably have at least some of them. Or you may have them all. But guess what? You still ain't that special to not love others. Yes, I said it. No matter what you are facing, no matter what you are going through, or no matter how successful you are, maybe you're not really having that much of a A trial right now in your life. Maybe things are peachy and rosy, or maybe things are not so peachy and rosy, but no matter where you fall in between, you're still called to love others. That doesn't mean you have to be everyone's best friend, but I'm saying that you're called to love like you want to be treated. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That's not just some cheesy slogan or some cheesy catchphrase. No, it's really true. You want to be treated the right way. You want to be a friend, or you want to be treated well. Well, you you got it. You gotta love others. Get to that point in your mind and in your heart where you make that decision, where it's a point of no return. You love others unconditionally. Make sure I put that word out there unconditionally. Doesn't matter if they're the same as you. Doesn't matter if they're different from you. They come from a different part of the world. You choose to be that person. That loves unconditionally. That and that means that this person does not have to earn your love. They don't have to do anything special. All they got to do is just breathe in front of you. That's it. That's it. All they got to do is be a person in front of you. That's it. You just love them as they are, including the ones that you do not get along with. Again, not saying you got to be their best friend, but in your heart. Now, I'm not. I'm not tripping on your words. Although words are important, words are valuable if they if they reflect value. Although words are important, what's even more important is your heart behind your words. Can you love your haters? Can you love your enemies? Not just your, Not just your similarities, your people that are similar to you, that they, you know, y'all grew up together or y'all came from the same background. You went to the same schools, you played the same sports, whatever kind of similarities. That's fine. But there's no resistance there. I talked about resistance the past couple of weeks when I talked about overcoming adversity. You got to understand even that adversity in and of itself. When it comes to loving your haters and loving your enemies, you realize that's not like something you could do in your own strength. You can't do that. That's a little bit of resistance there because guess what? It's going to make you, it's going to compel you to think. It should compel you to seek the face of the Lord and be like, okay, how do I really love this hater? How do I love this enemy? How do I, even if it's from afar, even if it's from a distance, how do I love this person in this situation that that's a hater or that's, a, or that's some type of enemy? Because that that's a little bit of resistance right there. That's a little bit of a struggle. That's a little bit of the luxurious struggle that I talked about last week. Because guess what? Just like I said on the very first of these, on the very first episode of the Sunday night podcast. When you're that football, when you're that running back or you're that wide receiver, you're just running down the field. There ain't no other defense. There's no one trying to stop you. There's no one trying to trying to tackle you. No one running after you. It's just easy street. You might as well have a red carpet on the way to the end zone. There's no struggle. There's no resistance. There's no challenge. There's no yearn. There's no compelling to grow. When you when you love your haters and you love your enemies, that's a chance for you to grow in love. That's a chance for you to grow in love. And guess what? Because that's not going to be the first time or that's not going to be the last time that you're going to love a hater. You're going to have other situations in your life that haters are going to come across you and enemies are going to come across you. And guess what? They're not going to have that sign over their head. The sign is not going to be over their forehead and says, hey, guess what? I'm a hater. Hey, guess what? I'm an enemy. No, they're not going to flat out tell you to their face. Although if they did, hey, that would garner my respect, to be honest with you. But 99.9% and dare I say 100% probably not going to happen. So guess what? You're going to have to be a person that's going to have high key discernment. And you're going to have to figure out, OK, the, the, the way that this person is acting, their actions, the words, the mannerisms, all that kind of stuff. Are they a hater? Are they an enemy are they, or are they really for me? Are they really my friend? That, that's a journey that you're going to have to find uh, seek out and find out for yourself. And that's another word I'm going to talk about. Journey. Love is a journey. Because, again, it's all about the pursuit. Right. You think about you think about what God has done for us. Look, here's the thing, man. Look, you and I, we've got all kinds of skeletons and crazy stuff we've done in our lives compared to what Jesus has done for us in his sinless life. We've done some crazy stuff. We've done some stuff that we're not proud of stuff in public. We're not proud of stuff in private. We're not proud of. It doesn't matter if it's it doesn't matter the level of crazy that it is. It's considered crazy compared to Jesus. Okay. so the idea is you got to be able to understand that. The stuff that you've been through, the circumstances you've been through, the the wrongs, the faults that, that you have fallen short on in life, the, the areas of life where you fall short. There's somebody else out there that has fallen short just like you, but in other areas. So guess what that means? That means that even though you might bleed orange with this type of stuff that you've been through and struggle with and all of that. There's somebody else out there that bleeds blue and they go through different type of stuff and different type of wrongs and different types of coming up short in these areas of their lives. But guess what? They're wrong just like you. They're just a different, different type of wrong. But See, the thing about it is Jesus loves that knucklehead over there just like he loves you because you're a knucklehead, too. You're just a different type of knucklehead that's 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 it you you're just a different type of knucklehead i I know you look cool you look handsome you suave on the outside ladies you look beautiful you're you're cool you know you, you got your you got your swag going on the outside you look great you put your pictures up on social media fellas and ladies but you're still a knucklehead you're a knucklehead you're a straight up knucklehead Every one of us are knuckleheads in some way, shape or fashion. Some of y'all, you black belt knuckleheads. Some of us, you know what? We're different level knuckleheads. Honestly, we're all black belt knuckleheads at different degrees. But the idea is when you wake up tomorrow morning, the idea is if you can, if you can not even, it's not even about doing it perfectly. But if you can understand that it's all about making a conscious effort of loving every person in front of you the exact same way. You start to elevate your perspective on how you see people. You start to elevate your perspective in life, how you go about doing things, how you go about loving other people, how you see other people. That's another thing you got to ask yourself. How do you see other people? Do you see other people as, oh, you know what, you know, I'm in some type of way, like, man, they're here to serve me. They're here to help me. Now, there's a time and a place where you as a person, you got to be helped. But at the end of the day, are you as is, is that you going to ride on that truth alone? you just going to you just going to ride on that truth alone. You're not going to go to the other side of the fence. You're not going to ride on the truth of, of you know, being a, a serve, a server and a giver towards others. Now, it's one thing if you don't understand and. Or fully embrace or understand these concepts i'm saying right off the bat i get it i'm not saying you gotta like snap get it right away but i'm trying to compel your thinking muscles i'm trying to help you flex your mental muscles i'm trying to help remix whatever mental muscles you got in you right now i'm trying to help you remix it i'm trying to help you look at the game different man saying about you saying about you i know you got stuff you're going through i got stuff i'm going through but man at the end of the day you still got to be a person that chooses to pour out and give. But the only way that you're really going to know that is you got to be a person of purpose. You got to be a you got to be a person that's on purpose. You got to be a purposeful person, because here's the thing. Here's another thing about love. Love is all about purpose. That's right. When you are a person that you grow into your purpose, when you find out what your purpose is and you take those pair of scissors and you start cutting that piece of paper and you start carving it out and exactly you, you're trying to figure out where exactly you're trying to be in your life. You're trying to cut it out. You're trying to niche it out and you're trying to cut that perfect, excellent piece of yourself and carving out yourself and what you're supposed to look like. That's what purpose is. Purpose means that you're going to have to cut some stuff out. You're going to have to use those scissors to kind of cut to the left. You're going to have to use those scissors to cut to the right. And you, and, and as you are on this journey of cutting that piece of paper, you're going to have to find out what your shape is. You're going to have to find out what your personal specific shape is in life in regards to your purpose how you're supposed to conduct yourself in your purpose how you're supposed to impact people within your purpose how you're supposed to reach others in within your sphere of influence when it comes to purpose because when you do that that's also showing love as well when you're a person that's in your purpose that's the real lol uh, all these years we talk about lol the real lol is the labor of love that's the real lol oh you better run that back you better run that back i ain't hear that i ain't hear that nowhere else that this is customized it came up with that look you got to understand the labor of love because when you are a person that's in your purpose you are executing you are demonstrating what's called the labor of love and until you get to that point, you will not be a person that is filled with purpose. So I urge you today to be a person that starts or continues to move toward your purpose. And loving others is one of the highest forms of being a person of purpose that you can be. I'm going to say that again. Loving others is one of the highest levels of purpose that you can ever do. Period. Above the type of career that you have above the money that you make above the houses that you got above the cars that you have above your family, above your social media status, your political status, your presidential status. I don't care above all of that, how you love others, how you treat others. That's the real deal. Holyfield. That's the that's the labor of love right there. That's what you're going to be remembered for. People are going to remember you how well you loved others. Not about how much money you made. I don't care about that. Yeah, it may be talked about, but that's not that's not that's not the premise. That ain't the that ain't the main event of what people are gonna recognize you for. You know, the thing that they always say, they always talk about people won't remember what you say, they're gonna remember how you made them feel. So I leave you with this. How are you making others feel? Yeah, you're gonna miss the mark sometimes. You're gonna miss the mark, you're gonna fall short, but the idea is to recognize and rectify. The idea is to recognize and rectify. And as long as you do so in the name of love, you can never go wrong. So when you wake up in the morning tomorrow, love others unconditionally, like as if as if they were Jesus themselves. Love others unconditionally. Stop trying to have them. You got to do this, this and this. You got to do these three to five things in order for me to love you. No, just love them anyway. Because that puts your heart at ease and it gives you it gives you a more sober mindset to just be be free and love others unconditionally. No strings attached, no strings attached, no secret hidden agendas, none of that stuff. You just you just you just a person that you choose to love, period. And when you do that, watch what happens in your own heart as you become more and more of a giver. So love others today. So that way, there can be a brighter tomorrow.